What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're about to break down week 16 of the NFL Sunday slate all the way to Monday night football. We got three games on Monday, so it should be a good one for this Christmas Eve, Christmas Day double header. I'm Paul, pick on Wyndham Concha, and I'm always joined with. Hey, man, you're right. That's your boy, Kev Waterboy, your boy. And Paul, like, I wanted to do the little salute thingy too. But, like, this is the closest I could get my arm to my face. Cause, and no cap, all I did was 100 push-ups the other day. And it just, I don't know if the mother, I don't know if my pacing is terrible, my form is off, but there's just, the pain that I'm in right now is crazy. I have 100 push-ups. It's crazy. You don't be putting that work in for real. So when you be putting that work in for real, that should be tearing your ass up. No, nah, literally. And the thing about it is that, like, I was doing the thing on purpose because you know how, like, people be doing, like, the little, uh, they be doing their little programs and they want to do like progress pictures and stuff like that. So like progress pictures don't work for me if I'm already slightly in shape. And then like, I'm not trying to become some behemoth dude. Like I'm trying to just become like just a, somebody that's crazy comfortable on their skin. So like it, the progress photos don't work for me. So that's what, um, so I kind of got a little bit, I, I kind of slacked off like accidentally on purpose. So that way I can do the progress and everything like that. But it didn't hit me that I would lose a whole bunch of like strength you don't work out i mean when they say you're not putting the work in don't expect no results now no that's real but no that was bad i gotta figure it out i'll be back on the push-up game i had to take the day off today but i'll be back i'll be back on monday for christmas doing push-ups and seeing what the seeing what the hell is wrong with my arms shit well fucking uh before we jump into it, I actually forgot. Before we jump into it, go down and like and subscribe. Anyone that's watching along, if you fuck with football, you fuck with the show, all your likes and subscribes matter. Comment your thoughts and your favorite bets of the weekend. We love to hear that shit. Well, shit. Are you excited for this week, Kev? Do you think Falcons, like, uh, you think this is the week y'all get y'all shit a little bit back on track, get a little one week closer to the playoffs? I don't think there's a single week where I've checked to know who we play next week. Now that I think about that, I'm like, I don't know. Our favorites we... this week, too. So, like, that should leave people some confident. I was like, I don't know who we play this week. It's probably because of Christmas and all the stuff that's been running around and it snuck up on me. But I also, oof, that know that. I know that. I know you felt that one. But I also never checked in the first place. Who we play this week? The Colts? You are playing the Colts in Atlanta. You are three point favorites. Might as well start it off there. It is a one o'clock game. But I mean, a lot of people are, that's one of the games a lot of people are bringing up. How the fuck are the Falcons a three-point favorite at home when the Colts are arguably the hottest team in the NFL, knocking off all these wins with Gardner Minshew, and, and y'all just lost to the fucking Panthers? The Colts is the hottest team in the NFL. is crazy. But that actually is pretty well. I agree that is a pretty interesting um, take. But, hey, man, Vegas knows something that y'all don't, I guess. Because um, it's got yeah, a bigger, too. Like, it was only two and a half points. Now it's a whole three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Chargers are up 10-0 against the Bills right now. That's crazy. But yeah, Vegas must know something y'all don't. And I'm and I speak for y'all because like of course I'm gonna pick my team over the Colts because I don't think the Colts are that great per se. But um I think the team that we had early in this early in the year would have beat this team. I think the way that our team has played like the last five weeks. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's the team that beats this Colts team who's kind of been explosive. It's 30. Um they've been dropping 30 points. They, there was a point, there were a point where they were dropping like 25, 30 points a game consistently. So, um, oh no, we're, we're living in this point 27, 31. Yeah, oh, bro, outside of that one Patriots game where they dropped, I think, 10 or something like that, 
every game is 20, 20 plus. They're the only they they were the only team in the NFL to have twenty plus scored every week, like through the first ten weeks. And you would have never yeah. guessed. Yeah. So yeah, they definitely. This is a team that's a high 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 powered offense and is really coming to um sling that thing. So depending on what Falcons team shows up, what Falcons defense shows up to slow them down and to stop that, we can make this game competitive and we can not only win but cover the spread. But that's the Falcons team that needs to pull up. Not this team that lost one that lost one point by one point to the Panthers. Not the team that um let the Bucks score with 16 seconds left. Not not the team that let Kyler Murray beat them. Not the team that let Joshua Dobbs beat them. If this the team that beat the Packers shows up, oh, we got the Colts no problem. But we'll see who shows up. Yeah, and, I, and one thing that kind of helps your case, I will say, is the fact that Zach Moss is probably going to miss this game. Jonathan Taylor, I think he may be coming back this week, but it's like first, like he's not going to be fully ready. Like he's still a little banged up. And I would normally pick the Colts under all circumstances, but for some reason, like the fact they are sitting at favorites, this has me feeling like there's probably a lot of people out there betting on the Colts as an underdog this week. And like I don't want to be on the side where the public is all on one dog, so I got I'm I'm gonna ride with the Falcons here. I'm just not I, this will be a game I'm not touching in bets, but I I like the Falcons to at least win this game, and mainly because I feel like this is gonna be the game where a lot of people bet on the Colts, and Vegas is gonna get their money off of this game. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what we said Thursday night. We was like, what the hell is going on? And the next thing, a lot of people said Thursday night, and then there was just like a. Nah, Vegas is Vegas is giving them out right now. Like they're giving out free for the um, for the Christmas holiday. So when they put the um, they put the Saints as favorite against the um, was it the, the Rams were the favorite against the Saints? Oh, they were. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rams were like a four point favorite or four and a half. My sources, my sources must have told me. Uh, my sources have been telling me otherwise because everybody was like, "Yeah, bro, I'm not shocked that they be covered." But yeah, um, they were a four and a half point favorite. It was like five and a half, and a lot of people were betting on the Saints. It went down to four and a half, and they covered. I mean, we can't talk about the Falcons all day, but I'm glad that we both on uh, on our ATL. Hopefully, Vegas is on our side, and we get this dub at home. And then arguably one of the most interesting game on the slate, just because there's a lot of playoff implications right now. The Browns go into Houston to take on the Texans. Browns are a three-point favorite. Joe Flacco will be slanging that thing one more time. C.J. Stroud will be out. So we got a Nick Mullins-Joe Flacco matchup going on this Sunday afternoon and where the Browns are a three-point favorite on the road. I'm not going to lie to you. I was 100% for the Browns. I'm probably still going to pick the Browns, but it wasn't until you brought up Nick Mullins, Joe Flacco, Browns on the road, Texans defense. I think this might be that game Joe Flacco gets exposed because Joe Flacco did not look good in the first three quarters of last game of um last week. But you can't win a game in the first second, first second, or third, like Pete Carroll said. You can only win a game in the fourth quarter. So he came, he came through and he held it down. But if that Joe Flacco comes through against this Texans defense, I think it's game over. I'm shocked. Why is Case Keenum not playing? I mean, not Nick Mullins. It is Case Keenum. You're right. It's Case Keenum. I knew it was one of these fucking savvy vets. Nick Mullins is playing for the Vikings this week. 
Okay, I was about to say Case Keenum. I'm I wanna say I'm trusting Brody. But the way he played last week, you might want you might you you might have to grab them boys as a dog real quick. That might be a nice little dog. Home, Home dog too. It's just the day. If CJ Stroud is there, it'd be a completely different story. Oh, if CJ Stroud's playing, they're probably the favorite here. It's probably like a one point favorite. It's like a pick 'em. Mm-hmm. Um, I so I, I everything is telling me Browns are the better team. The 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 Case Keenum magic wore off last week. Joe Flacco is nothing but magic, so I ain't got nothing to worry about over there with Joey Feezy's. But Joe Feezy's is crazy. But the Browns are two and four on the road. Four of their five losses on the year is them on the road. They just don't seem to be a team that shows up on the road. Their defense doesn't travel, which is weird because defense is normally always travel. Defense and run game that always travels. For some reason, theirs isn't. But who the fuck's playing quarterback in 2023 for the Cleveland Browns, Kev? Joe Flacco. So sign me the fuck up for the Cleveland Browns. We riding this train. I tell you, till the wheels fall off. Till the fucking wheels fall off, I'm riding this Joe, the Joe Flacco Browns. So sign me up for another week. I respect it. I respect it to the fullest. Me personally, I really would have rocked with you until I looked at it. And I was just like, hmm. This might be one of those sleeper picks. So I'm going to take the um, Texans on this one. And this is an ugly-ass game. This is really a, a, a heads-or-tails game right here because you don't want to pick either team. So you might as well just flip a coin and let fate decide it for you. But we have the Jets taking on the Commanders. Sam Howell was starting all year. Jacoby Brissett comes in to end the game last week. Jacoby Brissett, I mean, it's looking like Sam Howell keeps fucking it up. Jacoby Brissett, it's a short lease right now. On the other side, Aaron Rodgers will not be playing no more. So it, it it's the Zach Wilson Jets to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Jets are a three point favorite at home. Kind of weird. I like I said, I don't I don't want to pick either either team in this game. Uh, but I will say, the only thing the Jets got is a good defense, whereas Washington has probably the worst defense in the league. And I, that's all I'm gonna lean toward. Give me the Jets at home. Give me that defense at home. And then we get Sam Howell making mistakes and that Washington defense makes Zach Wilson look like the Messiah again. Yeah. Um, oh, man, this game is disgustingly gross. Like, it's really, really, really gross. I agree. And I'm not trusting the Jets to win this game, but I think all the commotion with Aaron Rodgers not playing is bulletin board material because a lot of people have been going out there. You know, everybody loves to hate on Aaron Rodgers. So, like, a lot of um people, Pete Prisco, like, a lot of people have just been randomly throwing random shade at Aaron Rodgers for not playing this week. Even though he literally – the only reason why you know he's not playing is because he stopped to tell y'all versus, like, he could have just let the medical report. Um, Aaron Rodgers' day-to-day has been medically clear, but he's been, he's, he's been day-to-day. We'll see if he plays next week. They could have played that game with you, but instead he just said, yo, straight up, I'm not going to um, return. And he tried not to say it, but he pretty much implied that, like, it's because we have no chance of making it to the playoffs. So there's no point in me even, like, forcing myself forcing myself to do um, to play a game that doesn't really matter. So um, I respect it, but um, so I'm going to take the Jets in this one because I feel like they just got a lot of bulletin board material this week. Another game where I, I don't know who's rushing to go bet this one. Like, who the fuck is putting all these chips please, on? Please do not. Unless you like got some inside stuff that even you and me don't know about, Paul, please do not bet on this. If game. you was betting on this game, go ahead and call that hotline, brother. You need help. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and call. 
Uh, next game on the slate, Titans 5-9, and nine, home dog. We love Vrabel as a home dog. Um, sitting as a three-point underdog at home against the Seattle Seahawks, where Geno Smith probably will be ready to go this time. But if not, that boy Drew Locke is on go. Don't fucking worry about it. How you feel? I love to see how happy everybody is about Drew Locke. You know, I'm not a hater in a slightly probably. That's not even in my um my 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 membrane. I don't even understand how to hate. But you but can't I'm, hate on Drew Locke. That man was spitting bar for bar, Jeezy, right? That man, that that man's gotta be protected. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm respect. I got nothing but love for Drew Locke. But I I don't I can't give I can't I can't I can't give you the same credit the rest of the world's giving you when it comes to physical play, like physical performance, like your, how you played the entire game. I think you had a couple good drives and you managed the game and kept them boys in the game against the Eagles team that we've shown that we've seen is just kind of tripping right now. So like I'm a fan of Drew Locke. I like the fact that he broke it down the way he did. And he was like, yeah, man, sometimes you sit on this bench wondering, can I still play this game? Like, I, I respected that when Brett said that. I was watching it live when he said that. But, like, the Drew Locke hype train, yeah, 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 yeah I can keep. Don't don't even send me a ticket. Hey, but he's still on go. I respect it. But we, we probably will be getting Geno, probably a little banged up Geno in this game. Uh, it's crazy to think about, though, because, like, the Seahawks, their last five games, they have one win, and it's against the Eagles. And a lot of people are now are talking about, like, yo, the Seahawks are there in the playoffs, like this and that, da-da-da-da. Don't get me wrong. It was the Rams, 49ers, Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles. Like, that's a fucking gauntlet right there. That's a tough gauntlet to go through. But only one win in the last five. The Titans, they're in every game, okay? Even if you, the last three games, they're one and two. They lost by three points against the Texans in overtime. They beat us, the Dolphins, by one point. And then they lose to the Colts by three points in overtime. And even when they lost to Carol, like, what's that telling you? Like, they're going to cover you this fucking three points for you. So that's my best bet. Like, go take the Titans plus three. I think they're going to keep it close. I don't know who really is going to win this game. But if I'm already on Titans plus three, might as well give me the Titans money line. Give me the Vrabel as the home dog here. I mean, we love Rabel as a home dog for sure. Every time we're going to love Rabel as a home dog. And Will Levis is probably banged up. I think Ryan Tannehill gets the start. So give me Tannehill with a chip on his shoulder. I don't know how big, how good and bad that is. Man, I love Rabel as a home dog, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. If you like it, I love it, Paul. But am I going to pick it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I got to take Titans plus three, like Rabel home dog status. But and, and they keep every game close because the physicality. But if I'm already at plus three, I gotta go money line. I don't want to be in that weird position where I want the want the Seahawks to win, but but not by more than three points. Like that's a that's a weird spot to be in, which I don't want to be in. Is Derrick Henry playing? I heard that he was banged up a little bit. But the only thing banged up on Derrick Henry is that boy's pride because the Texans beat the fuck out of him last week. <laughs> He's probably going to play because he's a grown man. But even if he don't play, Tyrese Spears has lo- has honestly been – I don't want to make this comparison, but he's been the Tony Pollard to Ezekiel Elliott, which would be Derrick Henry this year. Like Ty- Tyrese Spears looks like the next guy up for real. He's just waiting on the time. 
Yeah, see, look, my thing is, if I could have been able to have been like, yo, I trust, I trust Derek, I trust Derek Henry to lead this team, even though the quarterback is in it. I'm looking at Derek Henry's stats, like 16 carries for nine yards against the Texans, 17 carries for 34 yards against the Dolphins, 21 carries for 100 yards, but lost. And then 10 carries for 38 yards, 11 carries for 24 yards against the Bucks. We're great. Making, that's that. I don't want to make the comparison, but he's been the Zeke this year. Where Ty, Tyree would get a couple, like five carries and four catches, and he's getting like 70 scrimmage yards a game. Like he's doing his thing. Yeah, I mean, give Ty- Tyrese the ball. I'm not going to lie to you. But I'm going to take the Seahawks on this one because I can't trust that on um, this Titans team right now. I love Rainbow's a home dog. I don't know, man. I'm going to let you hold that one down. I got to go with the trend. Even though the Titans secondary is kind of weak and that's where the Seahawks shine, I got to go with the trends at home. But our next and they, said one, they said they're embracing the idea of um, playing spoiler for certain teams. Hey, that's like the Lions last year. There's this. They could be Dan Campbell, Mike Rabel. There's some similarities there. <laughs> next game on the slate, Kev, uh, Panthers – Four-point dog at home coming off their big win over the Falcons, taking on the Green Bay Packers. And I'm not going to lie, I, I'm i pretty sure if the Green Bay would have won last week and the Falcons would have uh, – and the Falcons would have took care of business against the Panthers, the Green Bay would probably have been like a seven-point favorite in this game. There would have been like a touchdown worth. Like the fact that it's only four points I feel like might be a discount line. And I'm hammering it. I'm hammering Green Bay minus four. I think this like Panthers can't do that shit too. They 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 couldn't. They only got two in the fourteen weeks. You tell me they about to bust two in two weeks in a row? Ain't no fucking way. <laughs> no way. I mean, I would have took the. Pa- I'm not even looking at the. Um, I'm not even looking at the slate right now, Paul. I, when we the sec we brought up the Panthers, I pulled up my Clash of Clans village. I was like, hey, oh, you need to get that town hall up, bro. I'll, I was like, boy, these boys is not. These boys is not. This is fade the Gator. Remember, remember how we kept screaming fade the Gatorade the first year. We might not have seen them boy drop no Gator. Fade this Gatorade because if Desmond Ritter doesn't throw an interception, this team is. We're literally talking about this team in mediocrity forever. I would be more scared of this Panthers team if they if they lost last week. Like at least like they like they don't like. There's no way they're winning back to back games. And I think <laughs> that the Packers they need a win. They're six and eight. If they have any hope of going five hundred to be in that playoff talk, this is the game you have to win. This is the fucking Panthers. This is basically a, a, a bye week. Y'all better get this shit done. And you know what's crazy? A lot of people are saying Matt Lafleur is not on the hot seat, but a lot of people are looking at him like, mm, I don't know, Matt. The only reason why he's not on the hot seat is because we we didn't get to see Aaron Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. If Aaron Rodgers played for the Jets and the Jets are sitting at like fucking eleven and three, uh, like MVP talks and shit, named it. I feel like Lafleur would be in the hot seat of like, bro, this is we could have fucking kept Rodgers. What the fuck? <laughs> like a lot of yeah, that would have been going on. Nah, them boys would be sick right now. <laughs> And, but I'm hammering the minus four. I got to write that down so I don't forget. Packers minus four. Hammer. Put whole Christmas fund on. <laughs> Next game on the slate, Vikings. Three-point dog at home. This is where we get to see the Nick Mullins come in and play. And he's taking on Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions, 10-4. and four. 
I think if they win this game, they secure the number one seed in the division. They'll be the first time the Lions are division champs in a fucking God knows how long. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, you're going to have to look that one up. Ain't, ain't no one know that. Actually, I go to Detroit and ask 10 people, and all 10 ain't going to know that answer. You can go to a Lions game and ask 10 people, and nobody's going to know that answer. So, but, I mean, you got – I mean, I feel like this is those weird – every time I feel like Detroit has a small spread – is the weeks they don't cover them. Like, when Detroit's only, like, a two-and-a-half to four-point spread, and I'm like, this is fucking – what are we talking about? What the fuck are we talking about? And then those were the weeks where the Bears beat them or the fucking – like, the, the random ass that Jared Goof makes an appearance throughout the week. Like, some shit like that happens. And that's where I'm saying that. That's how I'm viewing this game. I'm like – and all uh, – Nick Mullins against this Lions team, everything's telling me, like – Put the hammer on the Lions minus three. But every time this spreads this small, something wonky happens. It is something a divisional game. How do you feel looking at this one? I mean, you know, I'm always trying to ride for my Lions whenever I get the chance to. But you, Jared Goof sightings are all time high dozen. this year. Yeah, like Jared Goof sightings. Maybe not all time high. That last year with the Rams, I think was his highest, his highest. Um, but he definitely has been showing some. He's been showing that he rebought real estate in Goofland or something like that. I mean, I'm gonna take the Lions just because I'm always gonna trust the Lions' defense, and they're at a very comfortable ten and four. I think we're talking about them as if they there was a stretch, but they were losing games for sure. But we were when they were losing these games, we were talking, we we're speaking on them as if they was getting blown out crazy. Like they lost to the Bears, they lost to the Packers, two games in a row. Those were the two games they lost. They were turning the ball over like crazy. They lost a really tight. They won a really tight game to the close to the Chargers, and we nobody's high on the Chargers, even though they're winning right now. But I think when the Lions were messing up, we made it such a big deal because. They were they were just like they were doing so many turnovers, and as well as the fact that we expect the Lions to be bad every year. So when the Lions started losing in a row, we immediately was like, "Oh, I'm gone. I'm off this hype train. I'm out of here." So I think we give them a lot more um, blame than we give in other teams. So that's why I look at the. Um, I'm taking the Lions for sure on this game. Oh yeah, no, without a doubt, I'm taking the Lions money line. I was speaking more on the spread. I feel like three is so short. Like it's telling me hammer it. Like. Lions should blow them out, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Lions minus three, um, but I don't feel I don't feel great about it. That's what I'll say. I just don't feel the best about it. <laughs> and then our next game, we're going to the 4 o'clock games, 4.05, the Buccaneers, one-and-a-half-point dog at home, taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. You got the Battle of Florida going on. Trevor Lawrence is – uh, up in the air on if he's gonna play. Uh, it's uh, even Doug Peterson gave update, but his update was kind of like you know one of those messages that you you don't learn shit from. He's just basically speaking in a circle for five minutes, not giving you an answer. So we got one of those out of Doug Peterson. So we it's a fifty fifty game if if Trevor Lawrence isn't playing. I'm pretty sure if Trevor Lawrence does play, uh, unless he plays like shit like he did that one week when he came back from an injury early and he played like through like three interceptions and looked terrible. Yeah. If he does play yeah. this, it is noticeable that the, the Jaguars are definitely a bigger favorite than one one point. But as of right now, it's a one and a half point pick 
where the Jack where the Bucks are one and a half point dog at home. Bucks are riding high right now. They are winning games right now. Oh, yeah, the Bucks are lit right now. I think the Bucks are that it's crazy because their fans gave up on them. The fans already gave up on during the season. And it's fun because we get to watch the fans give up on them. So like even though the, the Bucks are winning games and then I'm one in the division and they're like looking like the team, they continue to play like they did last week. They're looking like the team that's gonna make it in the playoffs. The fans are still selling this season, ticket holders are still selling tickets every week. So I'm not putting no faith into the Bucks right now, even though they did get that great win for when what Baker threw like four touchdowns or something last week. I or definitely perfect passer rating in Lambo. Crazy. I'm like I'm definitely giving um respect for those wins and the wins that they got before. But I got to play this team like two weeks ago, and we saw that they only looked good for one drive, and that was a drive that they scored the last touchdown in the 16 seconds. Besides for that, they looked mediocre or they looked mediocre at best. So I'm not trusting this Bucks team, even though I do think they're going to come in hype. The defense is going to come in lit. I think they're going to stop the run. And if they want to win, um, the Jaguars want to win, they're going to have to throw the ball. I just don't think that matters. I think the Jaguars is a locked-in team. They can beat a lot of people, including the Buccaneers. Not worried about a C.J. Beathard siding if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play? Hopefully Trevor Lawrence played because I didn't even know who that was until you just said it. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're dealing with in 2023 right now. We got the fried crook at the uh, fucking local Waffle House suing up on Sundays every now and then. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna go with the discount line here. Give me the Jags minus one and a half is one of my best bets. I'm assuming I think Trevor Lawrence does play. But even if Beathard does get the start, he is semi-veteran. He's been in the league for a while. He's been in the system for over a year now. He, he has some game-time experience earlier this year. Um, but one of the big things is the Bucks' secondary is just so bad. that like, This is a passing offense. I know ETN gets his touches and he eats, but it's, this is still a passing offense. Uh, no, no Christian Kirk, but they still have Zay Jones, Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram. They're, they're, they're going to be able to air it out even if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play. And the Jags' defense is going to keep Baker on his toes. Like, Baker's going to have to play a perfect game, game against his Jags' defense. So, even without the starter, I think the Jags are able to get it done. So, give me the discount line as one of my best bets. Discount lines. <laughs> no, no, discount line. Because if Trevor oh. Lawrence was playing, it's probably like a four-and-a-half, five-point spread. But I'm getting that one-and-a-half. Let me get that discount. I thought you were calling them like discount lines because they're like they're both cat teams and this team is just a little worse than the Lions. They is they is kind of like lines. discount lines, but they are similar. Like you were talking about MCDC and Bravo. I think Doug Peterson and Bravo got some similarities. They do. Doug Peterson is just not as outspoken, and Doug Peterson got a Super Bowl. Got one of them. One of them. Then our next game, Christmas Eve. 425, the Dolphins are a two-point favorite at home, taking on the Dallas Cowboys. This is where a lot of questions will be answered on the Dolphins, on if they're frauds. I mean, we'll get another chance to rewrite our history on we beat shitty teams and we lose to good teams. And the Cowboys, they kind of need a win just to keep their hopes alive for the NFC race right now. And they kind of have a lot of haters on their head coming off the 31-10 performance against Buffalo. So I do expect both teams to come in kind of locked in and fired up. How do you feel? 
this is the team to prove it for for y'all. I think a lot of times this season you guys have been um you guys have gotten an opportunity to show who you are. And I want to say y'all boys underperformed. You guys just didn't step up. Like it did when you guys played the Eagles, it was like there are so many times where it's just like, ugh, only we can stop these third and ones, these fourth and ones. Y'all played the Chiefs and you played the Ravens. Like there's just so many times that you guys have like had that opportunity to go one-on-one with the biggest, baddest dude in the room, and y'all boys lost. So I think this is the week that y'all win that game, and then you guys kind of silence, not silence the haters, because the more and more I learn that y'all have so many haters. They're never going to be silent, bro, never. Yeah, you can't silence the haters, but you can show them that, like, you're a team that you're a team that's standing on business. So if y'all come in standing on business, I like y'all to beat the Cowboys, especially since the Cowboys don't play well on the road. Yeah, I like y'all to spank them. But don't be playing these games because y'all be playing games sometimes. And I also like them to run the ball like crazy after we saw what James Cook just did to the Cowboys last week. Yeah, no. And I will say the co-sign that, like, Mike McDaniel came over from the 49ers as the run game specialist. He's supposed to be, like, running the ball. Fuck low. But all last year, the start this year also, what were we doing? We're throwing the ball. We're airing shit out. We're cooking. But as the season progresses – I, if you notice, if you're watching the games, we're running the ball a lot more. Raheem Morstead yes. got like 20-something touchdowns this season. Like, Dolphin record history. with the, He has 20 touchdowns already this season. Um, Which is crazy because I definitely um, drafted it last year. and He did absolutely nothing. And A-Chain, he has like eight touchdowns this season. Like, that's, third, that's damn near 30 touchdowns on the running backs alone. Uh, like – we're running the ball. Where if you go check it, we're doing 50-50. Like we're fifty percent throws, fifty percent runs. We're which is what all elite teams do in the NFL. I do mm. think this week we finally get a good win. I one thing that will scare me though is our offensive line is still not the best right now, and we're going up against a really good D line. That's the one thing. Like every team that we lost to, the one thing they have in common is can they get pressure on Tua? Yes. We lost yes. to the Eagles. They got pressure on Tua. We lost to the Bills. That was when people were saying that was the Tua's worst game ever. Like, he was getting rushed. He was throwing interception. When we lost to the Titans, that was mostly we just fucked up. But outside the Chiefs, Chris Jones, this is a low-scoring game. Why? Because they got pressure on Tua. So that's the one thing that does scare me is we have a, our their defensive line go up against our beat-up offensive line. But, I'm you know, you know how I'm rocking. And uh, me and my dad, it's going to be the game where it's going to be a good one. Like, this is going to be the first time ever we can both sit there and talk about we got, like, Super Bowl hopefuls on our hands going at it. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't even think about that. You and your dad about to be beefing. Yeah, I'm, especially if we win, bro, I'm like, I'm, the, the Texas safe. The Texas in the draft. Merry fucking Christmas, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Hit him with one of those. But, yeah, now I'm just hoping we win. I'm not going to put this in our best bets. I'm not going to bet on it. I feel like I got better luck when I don't bet on my team. But how are you I, – I really want to see how – like, don't let my biasness sway you or nothing because I won't be – I won't be shocked if you pick the Cowboys. The Cowboys, I mean, prior to last week, we were talking about the best offense, best defense. Who the fuck is, like, Dak in the MVP race? Like, we were talking, like, boo-hoo shit about the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, when I first heard this, when I first saw the matchup, immediately my mind said Cowboys. But I took the time to, like, kind of, like, 
break it down. Like, put it together. Like, this is more of a state. This is the last. This is one of the last statement games of the regular season. So I think the statements that are going to be made in this game is that the Dolphins can hang with the big ones. They can they can vibe with the big boys, but the Cowboys are bad on the road. And now we're going to be scared when we see the boys in the playoffs. And we're just like, yo, it's all cool when we're in all Jerry world. But what are we going to do when we go to San Francisco? Or Philly. Or New Orleans. Just chill, just chill, just chill. Or New Orleans, Tampa Bay. Oh, even worse. Just chill, just chill. We see what they do to them boys in Tampa Bay all the time. Yeah, put, put some respect on them cannons. He said, put some respect on the Kings. Man, maybe my dog, Devin, the person that got me that hat, he told me he went to the um the Tampa game, and he was like, yo, bro, they do misfires all the time. There was a point in time where they just they just blowing the blow. <laughs> yeah, no, bro. But the funniest thing to me is Dre always says, like, them, them Bucks fans don't play about them cannons. And every time they, that Kyle, like, they be beefing, 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 and then they, the Bucks will score, and then Kyle, Alex, one of them just be like, Ring them motherfucking cannons. And I was mm-hmm. like, they don't play about them cannons. <laughs> they don't. I'm not even going to lie to you. I respect it, too, because at least they stand on it. They do be stand on them, bro. Uh, so you rocking with the Dolphins with me? Yeah, I'll slide Dolphins with you. Uh, and not because you picked the Falcons earlier. I definitely made this, this. I try to make all my hard decisions before we get on the podcast. So, like, I'm already, like, set. Like, you seen when you brought up the Panthers immediately. You get the big games out of the way, bro. You'll be lubed up, ready to go. <laughs> Next game, this game is a lot of people are circling it because this is like the Patriots got to pay attention to this game. This is the battle of the shit bowl. The yeah, Bears, the well, actually not as bad anymore. The Bears have won a, won a few games in the last week since Justin Fields came back. But the Bears 5-9 and nine, taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Bears are a four-point favorite at home. Kind of got Justin Fields taking on Kyler Murray, who like a lot of people would have thought this would be an exciting matchup earlier this year. I, I don't know about anymore. But how do we feel about this? Cardinals coming off the ass whooping the 49ers game in 45 to 29. But to give Cardinals credit, they did run over 200 yards on them. Like they were running, they they put up 29 on the 49ers. And on the other side, the Bears losing Hail Mary fail. Darmooney has the ball. He lets go of it against Joe Flacco Browns. How do you feel this week coming into this game? Um, I think this game is gonna be interesting. Um it's always tough for me to um, pick on games like these for like teams I don't care about. Like these toilet bowls be so tough. I'd be like, I don't nobody care about the Cardinals versus um versus whoever. But I couldn't see me picking the Cardinals because, like, even though I don't keep up with them as much as I should, I do enjoy watching the Bears. I do enjoy when the Bears pop up in my red zone because the Bears is always doing something random. We're like, yo, what are the Bears doing in the red zone? Like, yo, what is Justin Fields doing and throwing up to DJ Moore like this? So I think this Bears team can be explosive when they have the right play calling. And so I'm going to definitely take the Bears. And hopefully they just don't let Carla Murray do something random, like run for it on fourth down on some random stuff or something. Yeah, I mean the Bears. I mean, we look, look at the last five. They're three and two. They beat the Panthers, no big deal. Uh, they beat the Vikings. That was twelve to ten. That was not a great win by any means. 
And then they, but they do end up beating the Lions 28 13 with a lay on them. And they're two of their losses, one possession games. The loss to Detroit, where they were beating Detroit the whole game up until that last, the, the, the end of the game. And then they lose to the Browns, where they were beating them for most of the game up until the end. Uh, I still, so that kind of gives me good promise on taking the Bears here to win this game. But I can just never count out Kyler Murray. Like, Kyler Murray is going to single-handedly run that motherfucker. He's trying to, like I keep saying, he's playing for his fucking job right now. Like, you can't count yeah. out a man playing for his fucking job. Like, some, I know some people that be working hard to keep a minimum wage-ass job. This man's trying his best to keep a multi-million dollar job. Like, there's the, the amount of work you want to put into that. This man, I haven't seen this man in the Call of Duty lobbies in weeks. This man's putting in that work right now. I believe it. And I think it was probably like a $200 million job. Like, it's like, it's a pretty big, it's a pretty expensive job. Like, you might not, you might not find no better job if you quit this one. <laughs> and if you don't get this, if you don't get this job back, bro, you're not getting that same type of contract nowhere else. No one else has that loyalty to you. No one else spent the draft pick on you. No one else will give you second and third chances. Because if you're coming through that door as on your second team, you're already on your second or third chance. Mm-hmm. So, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. With all that being said, just because I think Kyler once again, this man's just playing for his job, and the Bears are just one of those teams in that that one of those lower tiers where I feel like the Cardinals can kind of keep it close with, and that's all they have to do if they want to win the game. They kind of got to keep it close throughout the game. I think it's crazy because I feel like maybe you. Look at the Bears the way I look at the um, Titans, and you look at the Titans the way I look at the Bears. Like, I think I just said the same thing twice. But um, no, I I know you mean like vice versa. The way I look at yeah, I I understand what you say. Yeah, so the home, so like when I when we looked at the um, Titans and you were bringing up like at least they're keeping it, they're staying in games and they're staying close. I'm like that's true. They are fighting. But that's what I feel about the um the Bears. I think the Bears they're losing games, but they're at least winning uh, points in these games. And like even last week when they played the the Browns in OT, like they could have they've had many opportunities to win that game. So I think as this team, this is a team whose record speaks for them. But I think this is a team that's still like gelling, they're still meshing, they're still figuring things out. Because a lot of people are saying like, "Yo, should we get you guys? You talking about Kyler Murray fighting for his job?" A lot of people was talking about, "Hey, yo, let's get on." Um, we got to get rid of Justin Fields the way um, – especially with the way um that one dude came in and played a few games during the season. They so, like, so I'm looking like, yo, like I, I'm expecting Justin Fields to be like, yo, bro, you got – not only do y'all need me, y'all need to continue to build around me because I can show y'all that I have talent. So I'm expecting this to be one of those games. So, low-key, the way that we talk, this game might be a barn burn. Both these quarterbacks are coming up with something to prove. And it might come down to what defense can um hold up. That's true. And actually, now that you say that, I did forget about the whole everyone coming for my guy Justin Fields' job too with Taysen Baguette, who was throwing like 120 yards a game, and people were like, "He's winning games!" Like, <laughs> I'm I'm actually switch my pick. He switched me. I'm, I I gotta go with the Bears. I forgot that. Fields is also has the chip on his shoulder, but it will be an exciting ass game. 
I do know that the locker room has came DJ Moore and a lot of the defense has came out on Justin Fields' side and has spoken with like upper excellence and say like we're not like Fields is our guy. Like we see the rumors about Drake May, Caleb, Will- we see all that. Like, but Fields is our guy, so his his job is a little bit more secure. But there, that shit was real. Yeah, I mean, if they want somebody, they should have got C.J. Stroud last year. I think at this point now, especially man, if you were gonna wait a whole year anyway. Yeah, like at this point now, mm, might as well just build around him and see what happens. Next game, Sunday night football, Broncos seven and a half point favorite at home against the Patriots. I do think it's enough said that like the Patriots are done, in my opinion. I think like there there's nothing really there. I mean, you can say no one's ever tanking, but the players don't give a fuck in the building. Like their offense looks bad. A Bill Belichick defense that looks bad. Um, Ramondre Stevenson may come back from injury. I don't think that really even matters anymore. Uh, But who knows? I mean, last time, uh, I mean, last time Bill Belichick played one of these older coaches like Mike Tomlin a couple weeks ago, he got a win. He got a win in Pittsburgh. Uh, He's going up against Sean Payton in Denver. Maybe he keeps those old rivalries kind of that. That's what gets his dick hard in the morning is beating beating the guys he remembers from back in the day. So maybe, but I, there's no way. There's the Patriots and the Chargers, same boat. There's no way. I'm just no, I can't bet them, can't touch them. They're dead. I was like, you can keep betting. I'm not betting a dime on them. Yeah, they, they, and Denver's at home, mile high. Yeah. The team is – and the team traveling in, but all the New England Patriots is trying to smoke some weed, bro. They don't give a fuck about this game. <laughs> Monday night, we got three games this Monday night, kind of a rarity. couple – honestly, only one game's good. So we kind of run through these first two, kind of ugly. Might get a slaughter fest. One o'clock, Chiefs, ten-and-a-half point favorites against the Raiders coming off their historic performance where they dropped 63 points. I think 10.5 points is a lot for a Chiefs team to be favorite that has honestly not looked that good in the last couple of weeks, but that's what the odds makers make it. How do you feel? Um, I mean, if this was the Broncos, I'd be like, oh, the Chiefs going to lose. The Chiefs, they mess stuff up like that. But I think they already had that game where they lost. They lost the game to a divisional rival they shouldn't have lost to. I think they already had that game this year. And they're coming in to just show and gel and mesh. Like, this Chiefs teams, I feel like every week there's been something to say. So um, this is their week to be like, I'm chilling. Like, now everybody's coming at Travis Kelsey crazy, thinking, like, yo, I think he's banged up or something. And I'm just like, well, okay. Like, last time y'all was talking about Travis Kelsey, I was talking about, yeah, man, it's been snaps every time Taylor Swift comes, like, now the Taylor Swift's jokes are kind of dead. So now it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I think there's something wrong with him. Like, okay. I mean, where was his energy before? But all right, man, I'm glad. I appreciate you for having this this level of concern for Travis Kelsey. But I think this is that game where the Chiefs come in. Is Pacheco playing? Uh, Pacheco probably going to play. He wasn't, like, I mean, he was banged up, but, like, he wasn't. Yeah, I don't think he's out. If anything, Jarek McKinnon is going to be out this game, so – if it might be Clyde's Edwards Alaire and Pacheco combo. Yeah, I'm gonna say that might be good for them, Jeremy Kennedy not that. But maybe maybe you should bring Kadarius Tony with him too. But um He's he is out too. Oh perfect. 
So I'm expecting this Chiefs team to just show what team they are and come into the playoffs feeling dominant. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, like the Chiefs are two and five in the last five. I mean two and three in the last five. One of the wins over the Patriots and one of the wins over the Raiders already. So Raiders kind of got the the cat out the bag or whatever, the monkey off their back when they dropped 63 after putting up nothing the week before. Uh, but this is a Chiefs team that we you said it, I think it was on the recap, the last episode on the recap last week where you were saying like the Eagles and the Lions, like one's 10 and four happy, others 10 and four sad. We're sitting at the we're sitting right now in a moment where the Chiefs nine and five is sad, but they're gonna go ten and five. Then probably, uh, I'm not trying to look too far in the future, but they have the Raiders this week. They go ten and five. Then they beat the Bengals in Kansas City the next week. They go eleven and five, and then they beat the Chiefs. I mean the Chiefs. Then they beat the Chargers, and they were sitting at a twelve and five Chiefs team come playoff team come playoff time, and it's like every other fucking season. Mm. And that's yeah. that's kind of like my final like thing with the Chiefs these last couple of weeks is like they're this is, every year seems to be the same fucking storyline with them. They're why are they struggling? What's up with Travis Kelsey? It, it usually, why is the defense lining up so many points? Mahomes yeah. is interceptions to try to make up for the defense. And this this year they I give it I give it to the season I give it to the writers. They changed up the script a little bit. They got they brought new writers and new new plot lines. The Riders is crazy. But, yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs by a million here. Nice. I mean, I think Chiefs by 10. But, you know, a billion is good, too. Yeah, it's 10 and a half. I think it's going to be more than 10 and a half, to be honest. But this may be a new Aiden McConnell. Who knows? <laughs> Next game, the biggest spread on the slate, Eagles 13 and a half point favorites at home against the uh, the Giants, I think Tommy DeVito will be playing. If not, Tyrod will be the starter. 13 and a half points is kind of crazy, but I, I think you honestly have to take it. I think you honestly have to. The Eagles, 13 and a half. I mean, yeah, they look kind of iffy, but, like, it's the Giants at the end of the day. Now, the Eagles, 13 and a half is crazy. I mean, that's a lot of points for a team that hasn't won by 13 in – but I don't know if they've ever won by 13. Last time they won by 13 was against the Dolphins in October 22nd. Damn. And that, I think that's the only game. Oh, no. So they 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 would – there's two games, I think, this two – Yeah, the Bucks Two team. games this whole season that they've done it. And it's against us and the Bucks. Yeah. So, like, I mean, 13 is crazy, even though – it sounds like it'll go like that against the Giants. I don't think. I don't think so. I'm gonna pick the Eagles, and I'm gonna pick them to tear them up. But I'm definitely not gonna pick them to just blow them boys out. I think the Eagles have played every game by like four points, and like the only games that are double digits is because they like they were up by four, and then they they scored a late touchdown because like the defense is over here trying to hurry up and like like there's just a bunch of puzzling stuff going on right now. So I'm taking the Eagles for sure. But I don't think Tommy Young, DeVito, and the boys is just going to come out here lackluster and not do anything. I think they're going to try to put up something for Christmas. Yeah, no, I'm taking the Eagles for sure. I'm not putting in my best bets. But, yeah, no, the Eagles, Eagles going to take care of business here. I, this will be the game that would completely blow me. Like, if the Raiders beat the Chiefs, I would be shocked. I wouldn't be too crazy shocked. But if the Giants come in and beat the Eagles, I would really, like, 
truly, honestly, that would be the most shocking upset this weekend. Second only to if the Chargers beat the Bills, which is currently at halftime. Yeah. Then our next game, Kev, Monday night football. We got San Francisco, six-point favorite at home, taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Potential Super Bowl matchup here. Both teams 11-3. and three. Both teams sitting at number one in their respective conference right now. This is this is a game that I mean couldn't make a better Monday night football game. The game that everyone's gonna talk about for the next three days till Thursday night kicks off. This is couldn't be any better. Literally, I think people will be talking about the script writers, but since day one, I've been screaming the schedule makers deserve a raise every year. Every year the schedule makers deserve a raise. Because this you can't you can't time it no better than this. Christmas number Christmas one versus number one night, bro. 8-20, like, bro. What? Like you can't do it no better than this. Like there's no possible way that you could have said, Oh yeah, I'm gonna put this together, but smooth. No, this is fresh out of a movie story. But I think both these teams are gonna come fired up. I don't think a single dud is gonna be dropped. And some people are saying this is the game for MVP. I didn't think Lamar was, like, screaming MVP, but he definitely could have been in the talks a little piece. But um, I, I, I think this is the game. This is the game of the games. Like, this is where we – in a perfect world, this would, this is, like, the setup for a kind of preview for um, um, pregame. This is probably the game of the year. Like, straight up. So, like, yeah. I'm genuinely looking forward to this one. And – I'm just gonna start off with the start off with it. I got the Ravens. Right, Ravens are eight and fucking one in a last nine games. Whereas the the 49ers have won six straight in a row. Um even if you go uh, where they last time they lost, they were really like eight and two in the last ten. Like but nine straight for the Ravens. Like these teams are red hot. It's not like they got their wins early and they kind of faded out later. It's like one's on a six game win streak right now. Others on a four game win streak right now. Like they're rolling. They're just and they're taking good teams out back and punishing them. It's crazy that the 49ers are a six point favorite, but it also makes sense. I understand you're on the Ravens. I understand that, but it also makes sense Vegas wise why. People are putting this much respect on the 49ers. Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, I think this 49ers team has showed that every team that's not supposed to be in there with them, they're going to show you. So six points isn't tripping to me because I've seen this team win so many games by double digits this year. So I'm not tripping about the spread. I just think that the Ravens are coming in teed up. And the difference between the Ravens and the 49ers, I think the 49ers are winning most of their games. And the Ravens, I feel like they win a lot of their games, but they're on. They have to find some clever ways to win sometimes. And I don't think the 49ers have that dog in them in the regular season. I think if this was a playoff, they could have figured things out. But like last week, they lost it. They beat the Rams in OT. And I can't remember what game it was, but they won off the punt return touchdown. Like, you feel me? Yeah. Usually, these are reasons why I would fade to fade a team. But I think this team is just doing anything possible to win. And I think. As a team in team ball, I think they're the better team. I think who has a better offense? I think the um, 49ers. Who has a stronger defense? 49ers. But I think as a team, the Ravens got them. And I think if this was one, if this was the one of those games that it's play for the man next to you, I think the Ravens win this game. And honestly, 
I am a big 49ers. They might be the best team in the NFL. But for this week, this chip on the shoulder, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm taking the Ravens as well. Uh, yes, they're on the road. Well, both Ravens fans travel pretty well. I do know um, it will be rocking with 49ers fans, but I'm not too worried about Lamar and them, mainly because their defense is so physical that, like, every game that the 49ers have lost is because either McCaffrey can't get the runs established or Brock Purdy throws multiple interceptions. Every game they've lost, Brock Purdy has at least one interception. Two of the three they lost, Brock Purdy has two interceptions or more. And one of the losses where he only had the one, McCaffrey only in, ends the game with like 40 or 50 yards. Uh, they couldn't get the run going against the Browns. Mm. I think the Ravens, how physical that fucking defense is, the way they, like we said, they, they don't do illegal hits. They don't hit lead with their head. They're not literally killing people down the middle and stuff like that. But they're they're there every play. Just the way they hit, the, the they're doing everything legal, which is scary because they hit so uh-huh. hard. It's such a disciplined way of playing football on the defensive end. It doesn't make any sense. And I think that's where we're going to see Brock Purdy make a couple of mistakes. You might see McCaffrey not, not get the 20-yard runs that he's used to. And it's going to be not as high. I don't think he's going to be as high scoring as a lot of people think it will be. I think it's going to be a lot of defense. I think Brock Purdy and them can't get it going. Lamar's having a couple, uh, having to struggle a little bit early. Just the end of the game, though, I, I think I, I trust this Ravens team at least in the regular season to get the win. Nice. Ah, uh, I'm respecting it. We'll see how it goes now. All right, Kev. But that's it on the picks for the whole slate. That's Sunday through Monday. But as always, everybody's favorite. Before we head out, we gotta give you our two locks and a dog of the week. And per the use, that boy Kevin's going to kick it off for us. Oh, man, Poe, I do love this segment. So with all the power invested in me, I'm going to start off with my dogs. I'm going to go with um my dog. I'm going to take the Texans. I think the Texans can get this win, even without CJ Stroud, and keep their playoff hopes alive. So I'm going to trust the Texans, trust D'Amico Ryans, and that defense for sure. Um... For my locks, I think even though it's an ugly game and I did we talked so much about not betting on anything like that, I think I could see myself locking up the Jets. Them boys coming in lit, them boys vibing. Them boys, I could see myself locking up the Jets. And it's really because I didn't want to lock up the Ravens. So I'm like, I'm too lit right now about these Ravens. Let me not mess up the function way. Let me go, let me go find the game on the double dog. Oh yeah, man. I, I was thinking about it. But yeah, I got the Jets. And then as my safety blanket, I'm going to take the Lions. You know how I love to pick the Lions as my locks. Oh, shit. All right. I mean, can't hate it. I kind of like it. Minus, minus the Texans, just because I'm rocking with Joey Feezy this week. I got. I guess I'll start off with my dog as well. Give me the Titans. Mike Vrabel as a home dog. We love it on this podcast. I'm going to go to the well that always treats me well. Uh-huh. And uh, Seahawks, I mean, they got they got two quarterbacks right now. You know what they say about teams with two quarterbacks? Uh, they ain't got no quarterback. Facts. And uh, but on a realer note, my two locks, Packers and Bears. I'm going to cook up the NFC North special this weekend. Uh, Bears are going to beat the Cardinals. They have a really good defense right now. That's another reason why I changed my pick was they have one of the best run defenses in the last, like, six, seven weeks. Uh, 
James Conner doesn't get it going for the Cardinals, it's kind of hard for them to beat them through the air. Justin Fields has been playing out of his mind as well. And then the Packers over the Panthers. It's as simple as the Panthers aren't going to get two wins in a row. Like, that's my handicap. And if you truly disagree with me, like, drop a comment. Like, because I want to hear your reasoning on why you think the Panthers, a Panthers team that struggled as bad as they have, is going to win two games in a row. I really want to see the logic behind it. I would love to see the logic behind that. It's crazy. But, hey, that's real life at the same time. But we do appreciate everybody for watching. We gave you our two locks, our dogs. We're currently watching Saturday Night Football along with the rest of y'all at America. And the Bills just took the lead back 14. <laughs> yes, they did. And uh, But we'll catch everyone on the recap. We'll see Ravens 49ers, Dolphins, Cowboys. We'll, uh, let us know, everyone, what you're thankful for for Christmas and Christmas Eve. We're going to get the fuck up out of here. I mean, we got the Christmas Day doubleheader for y'all. I'm Paul, pick and win them. I'm drawing with Kevin, Waterboy Savoy. This has been the NFL Week 16 Christmas edition of uh, Picks. And if y'all didn't know, now y'all know, motherfuckers. <laughs>